This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are tired of trying to figure out what to study, if you want to get a better job but your English is holding you back, or if you feel stuck at the same English level and you don't know what to do, then the Academy is for you. When you join the Academy, you will get access to a 365-day English lesson plan created specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners. These 365 days of English lessons will cover English vocabulary, American culture, listening skills, fluency, idioms, expressions, and so much more. You will also be able to join a private community where you can practice what you learn with English learners from all around the world. So join today by going to www.speakenglishwithtiffanyacademy.com. Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is Teacher Tiffany and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. In today's episode, we are going to speak to my friend Dianya and we're going to talk about her experience as an American. Now, through our conversation, you are going to learn a lot about America and Americans and our culture as well. So, I know that you are really going to enjoy the conversation I have with Dianya. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about the Weekly English Words membership. That's right, www.weeklyenglishwords.com. Each podcast episode includes tons of new vocabulary words, expressions, and idioms that are used by native English speakers. Now, these words, expressions, and idioms will help you sound more like a native English speaker. So, after each episode, you will get access to the section in the weekly English words membership for the episode that includes over 25 words and expressions explained via video explanations. This is an amazing opportunity for you to take your English to the next level and improve your vocabulary. You also will get a PDF explaining each of the words, expressions, and idioms. Now, I'm telling you, you won't find this membership anywhere else online. So, I know you're curious to know which words and expressions you're going to learn today. So, Teacher Julie, your guide and teacher for the weekly English words membership, will explain a few of them and then we will jump right in to today's episode. So the phrasal verb to build someone up, to build someone up means to give someone confidence, to encourage them and to cheer them on. 
So, for example, a lot of parents build their young children up. Whether the children are doing a great job or not, they want to give their children confidence. Another common example is teachers. We as teachers aim to build our students up. We want to give you guys confidence and support to believe in yourself. So again, the phrasal verb to build someone up means to encourage someone, to support them, and to tell them that they are doing a great job. So the word lack, lack, can be used as a verb or as a noun depending on how you use it. And lack just means to not have any or to not have enough of something. So for example, let's imagine that a company doesn't have enough money. The company or the owner of the company could say, we lack money. In this case, we don't have enough money. Or there is a lack of money. So the meaning is exactly the same. The company doesn't have enough money. Another example is right now there is a lack of job opportunities around the world due to the coronavirus. So unfortunately, there are not enough jobs for the number of job seekers. One more example, let's imagine that you would really like to join a class, maybe a dance class or a yoga class, but your schedule is full. You are really busy and you don't have enough time. In this case, you could say, I would love to join this class, but I am lacking time or I have a lack of time. So again, I don't have enough time. So lack just means you don't have enough or you don't have any. So the phrase, the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, means the reality is. So it's a very common phrase and it's just another way to say the reality is. And you can begin any sentence with this phrase. So for example, let's imagine that a friend of yours is wrong. They have made a mistake and you are sure that they are wrong. In this case, you could say, the reality is that you are wrong. Or you could say, the fact of the matter is that you are wrong. So they mean exactly the same thing. So another example is that a lot of little kids don't want to listen to their parents. But the reality is that their parents are usually right. So in this case, we could say to a little child, even though you might not want to listen to your parents, you might not want to believe it now, the fact of the matter is, is that they're usually right. So again, the fact of the matter is, is just another way of saying the reality is. All right. Hey, Dianya, how you doing, girl? Hey. Good to see you. Thank you so much for your willingness to join us on this podcast episode. No problem. Well, I am excited to know your thoughts and to hear about your experience as an American. And I know those listening are excited too. But to start off, can you please introduce yourself? So my name is Diania Brazil. Um, I am a mom of two and a wife to one. Mm-hmm. And I'm a high school math teacher. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I remember we had a conversation. I don't know if you were on, but I had a conversation with some people who were talking about math. Now, I liked math growing up too, but uh, you're one of those teachers that many students truly appreciate. Well, praise God. 
it a lot easier. All right. Okay. So let's get started with the first question being, can you tell us one thing about you that makes you different? One thing that makes you unique? Um, I am 4'11". Yeah. <laughs> I'm an itty bitty, but my personality is big. And so mm-hmm. sometimes when people, when we, when I'm, a lot of people I've been meeting this way, we've been having conversations this way, uh-huh. like, you know, via Zoom. And then when they meet me in person, they're like, you're this big. <laughs> you have so much personality and your voice is big and you, mm-hmm. there's a lot of life in you. And so when my voice doesn't always match mm-hmm. me in person, uh-huh. I have a big personality. And so where I lack in stature, I make up for it in personality stature. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So then let me see what your response will be to this question then. Since, like you said, you have a big personality and you're able to express yourself well. In your opinion then, Daniel, what does it mean to be an American? I want to know what you think. What does it mean to be an American? And there could be so many facets of this. Yeah. Um, but for me, I feel like being an American means there's a certain level of freedoms that I have and that I'm afforded and Mm. opportunities that I'm afforded that I ought to be grateful for because there are others that don't have those opportunities. Yeah. That makes sense. I think the big thing for me is just opportunities. Yeah. And freedom. You have any opportunities you can think of specifically that are attributed mainly to Americans? I want to know what you think about that. Some opportunities that we have that others don't have. Um, I mean, there are a lot, but I don't know if you want speech. I pretty much say what I want to say, say what's on my mind, right. <laughs> um, you know, with a reason, yeah. um, the opportunity for being able to, um, have an education, access to education. There are some that just don't have access to yeah. education, especially being a female. There are a lot yeah. of females in other countries that don't have access to education. And so yeah. I think that might be one of those things. That's a good one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, then. America is, you know, considered to be this melting pot, right? And I want to know, what does that mean to you? So like you mentioned, we have kind of this freedom of being able to say what we would like to say, and women also have their own rights. Uh, We can do what we'd like to do. So then what does it mean when we say it's a melting pot? What does that mean to you? To me, it just means there's a lot of cultures that are coming together. So from a mixed race family, like my mom is Puerto Rican, my father is Black American, Black American in the sense of like, you know, my great Grand, my great grandparents mm-hmm. were sharecroppers, great great yeah. grandparents were slaves, like yeah. you know, those kinds of um, that kind of American. Um, yeah. And then my mom is the product of my grandfather is Puerto Rican, and uh-huh. my grandmother is a combination of like Cuban and Bayesian. Oh, and nice. so they, my grandfather was, my great grandfather actually was working in Cuba as a um, Bayesian man. Um, and then uh-huh. met my grandfather, who used okay. to his daughter. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. And then moved to New York City. And that's where wow. my, my mom and her siblings were born in New Eureka, as they like to call it. It's like many in the yeah. Bronx. Yeah. Um, so my mom's a New Eurekan. Nice. Um, so, so melting pot for me really means cultures coming together. So you have people from all over the world who come to America to try to yeah. make a better life for themselves. And yeah. so you get, you know, and I used to live in Queens, New York, which is like the most diverse, like area yeah. in the United States. And so just being able to take part in all those cultures and the food, like melting yeah. pot really for me just means the coming together of cultures. 
you know, I just learned something new about you. <laughs> I've seen your mom mul multiple times, talk to her. I'm just realizing that your mom is Puerto Rican. Some of my closest friends are Puerto Rican. And I'm like, that's where the spitfire comes from. <laughs> but what's funny is she doesn't necessarily identify because she doesn't speak the language. So she can't speak. Oh, she can't. okay. And it was one of those things where, and this is, comes to like learning things about culture. Yeah. My grandfather was in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And so it afforded them to travel. So they lived yeah. in Spain for a while. And when nice. it, this is when she was in her elementary years. And so she spoke Spanish. The yeah. siblings spoke Spanish. They had a Spanish nanny. Everybody spoke Spanish. But when they moved yeah. back to the States, my grandmother did not want them to be put in a bilingual class because back mm. then they did not treat you like mm. I just speak a different language. They treated, as, treated you as if you were not smart, as yeah. if you were special ed. Special ed. Yeah. And so my grandmother was like, nope, speak English. We're going to practice the English at home. We're going to practice mm -hmm. at school. They all lost the language. Wow. Uh, yeah. So she'll understand things, but, and she'll say things, you know, quick witted here yeah. and there. Right. But to be able to have a full conversation, she can't, now that she's in her sixties. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy how sidebar for everybody listening and watching this video. It's crazy how in the past there was the idea of, Oh, if you speak another language and it's not English, you must not be as smart. So we're going to put you in this class. Like that doesn't even make sense. Like this individual speaks an entirely different language plus the language of this country so it needs to be different like they should be in the special class for smart students yeah sometimes yeah. you think about the past you're like i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going on. <laughs> right all right okay so then tell me this if you had to describe uh what it means to be an american using only three words which three words would you choose and then why specifically would you choose those three words Privileged, mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I will say that that word is not necessarily for everyone. Mm -hmm. It depends on the context. Yep, right? because there's privileges within the American culture. Come on okay. now, mm -hmm. <laughs> I know you feel we were on going with that. We were on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> so there's privilege. Um, I would like to think freedom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I want to say this correctly. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just FYI, you're okay to speak your mind on this podcast. Okay. I'm all the way okay with people being honest. That's the point of the podcast. Entitlement. Mm, talk about people it. people feel like when I'm American, they have this entitlement of everything belongs to them no matter where they are, even mm. if I'm not in America. Mm. <laughs> like they have mm. this sense of entitlement. And so sometimes you got to be careful as an American to make you check your entitlement, check your privilege. Yeah. You gotta check Let me ask this question. So, okay, you've done some traveling, I'm sure, like, Yes. Did you ever catch yourself um, feeling entitled in certain situations? Absolutely. And I had to, I had to check myself. Mm. And, okay. So I went to Thailand. Um, mm -hmm. It was my senior year in college. I went to do a mission trip. They gave us this booklet that mm. said, these are the things, learn about the culture. Mm. You understand the culture. So you're not being offensive, those kinds of things. I did not read the book. <sighs> and <laughs> I got on the train. Uh -huh. And my feet had been just, I was walking around in flip-flops. And feet is a big thing for the Thai people. Uh -huh. It's a sign of disrespect. If you show the bottom of your feet, it's like sticking up your middle finger in America. Wow. I didn't wow. know that because I didn't read 
the little pamphlet. That you had your feet all up in the air. They were just I had my flip flops off. I had my foot up, and I'm I'm like, yo, look at the bottom of my feet. Look how black they've been. I've been walking around all day. And then I was like, and then they're all looking at me, and all the people on the train are looking at me. I was like, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, you straight. Sticking up your middle finger to everybody. Everybody. And and then one of my homegirls was like, girl, put your feet down. Put your feet down. <laughs> Apparently, she oh, read the book. Uh-huh. Got she you. read the book. She was like, girl. And then she explained to me, and I was like, I'm such, right. I'm one of these pompous Americans coming in this country, <laughs> acting like I own the place. Like, I really, and luckily, it was like the second day of me being there. And so I knew from that. And I was there for 30 days. Uh-huh. So, Son, mommy needs you to go downstairs. Hey. Home. Kids came in. We got to ask the kids to go. Thank you, son. We appreciate you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave this in the podcast, guys. It's, it's real life. This is what it is. Real life. Pandemic. He's in your playing with the dog. Like. Playing in the background with the dog. This is real life. This is what happens. In 2020, pandemic, parents, they, they don't have any freedom because the kids are no. on their laps. No um, freedom, no privacy. Nope. None of that. None of that. Yes, but yes. that was one of those moments where I had to check my privilege because... I'm just mm. not assimilating to the culture of the land yep. Yep. and acting like I'm back at home. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's funny how, and I'll, the reason I asked that question is because prior to going overseas, you know, because of, again, being on the same page, being in America, we're a part of a group of individuals who, unfortunately, as African-Americans, we are experiencing a lot of racism, depending mm-hmm. on the situation in the area you're living. So, it's kind of like we look at other groups as being entitled. Like you guys have the privilege. We don't experience it. But when I went overseas and I had to live in another culture and it was an Asian culture in Korea, there were things that happened. And I was like, well, no, this is not the way things should go. And I was very adamant because I believe that the way that I thought the way that my culture was, was correct. And again, like you mentioned, I had to check myself like, wait a minute, I'm in their country. And this is their culture. So let me just dial it back a little bit. And it wasn't easy. And you realize, wait a minute, there is a sense of entitlement sometimes that we as Americans have without even realizing it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, dial it back sometimes. Okay. All right. So then you mentioned that your mom um, has Puerto Rican in her, African-American and Bayesian, right? Bayesian, yeah. Bayesian, Bayesian yeah. And mm-hmm. Cuban. So you've mentioned part of your family background, but how has that affected your life as an American, your personal family background? How has that affected your life as an American? I think it's caused me to have a different, you know, some people are really like um, integrating marriages between different cultures, like let's not do it. And I think that's never been a thing because this is what I grew up in. I, mm. You know, even though my mom doesn't really necessarily identify with the Hispanic culture, like my mom really identifies as an African American woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> like she cooks macaroni and cheese and she right. makes greens. Uh-huh. Well, I make Spanish rice better than she does. <laughs> she just I don't know what I'm doing. So uh-huh. um uh, I, I lost my train of thought. Don't, don't worry, girl. Sometimes it happens. It happens. And we're gonna leave also it in. Growing up, it never was a thing that we were conscious of. Yeah. Like, we weren't conscious of like you know, we had cousins who were black and white. It just, yeah. that was normal. People were people. You yeah, know, and sometimes, like of course, that. in certain situations, especially with my older family, oh, this white girl, he, he's a fine white girl. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, auntie, it's really not that serious. <laughs> Even back then, being like seven and eight, I'm like, it's not that serious. Yeah. Now, in hindsight, looking at it as almost 40-year-old, I'm like, yeah. Okay, Auntie, you was doing too much. Like, <laughs> Come on, you, you could have dialed it just a little bit. You were doing the most. 
Yeah, yeah. but it really wasn't for, for in my immediate household. It wasn't a big deal for us. Yeah. Think about different cultures just because we just were who we were. And then my American, my African-American grandmother, because she was the patron saint Velma, um, she loved everybody. Like she loved yes. everybody. And so we didn't know that there, like this was a thing. Like yeah. we just didn't even realize that it was a thing. But some people thought that my, my father's mother was my mother's mother because of how close they were. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. It is. And then I said, that was my deal breaker for when I got married. My mother-in-law needed to be like my Mimi. Exactly. Um, because I need her to love on me the way that she, my mother was loved on. By yeah. Mimi. And I got that. So praise See, God. Look at God. Look at God. <laughs> working things out. <laughs> I, it sounds like, honestly, Deanya, like because your family, like your immediate family, your household, again, like they were, you know, in, intermingling of cultures, et cetera, because you were brought up in that environment, it really gave you an open mind. And I feel like that makes your experience even better because you're not necessarily judging individuals because they're different. It's like you're accepting the differences and kind of appreciating people's differences. So that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Definitely. That's what's up. (laughs) All right. Then what do you love the most about being an American? I think the most... It, it it's I think it's even deeper to be I love being a black American. Like I love being black. Mm. I love the range of colors of the mm. melanin. Like I just it's a beautiful mm. thing. Um I love the culture. I love the nuances of being yeah. an African American that other people just don't get. Like I love exactly. I, Kev on stage always has these things where he be like yes. oh, we always say listen and then don't say nothing. <laughs> listen. Like, <laughs> Exactly. And we get it. Like, yep. or we can call each other out and compliment each other just by calling out what we're calling. Okay, I see you with your coral shirt. Okay, coral shirt. That's a black thing. Exactly. That's, that's us. And I think the beauty in that of how we can love on each other and how we can build each other up in a yeah. special way that other cultures don't do. Yeah. Then I love being a black American because yes. of those little nuances. I love our food. Yes. Like, listen, Come on. I, I try to eat healthy. <laughs> But, hey, I'm not- but macaroni and cheese and and collard greens with a smoked mm. turkey leg in it and fried it's chicken. The, see, listen, it's dinner time. Listen, that's my jam. Like, yes. and those are you know specific to the Black African American culture. And I yeah. guess I love being black, even with all the negativity around and the oppression and all of that. I wouldn't yeah. trade. I wouldn't trade this melanin and this skin tone for you. Exactly. And you know what? Sidebar all the way, but it's still about black culture. You know, there is so much negativity presented in the media, but when people really get to know a black person as an individual and spend time, mm-hmm. you're not going to find too many people that don't enjoy being around a black person. In all honesty, it's like, if you come, mm-hmm. listen, you're invited to the house. You can come to the cookout. You may not be invited a second time, depending on how you act, but like you can come to the cookout and like just experiencing how much we love on each other, how much fun we have. People really start to love us when they start to understand who we are, not just by the media. So I just wanted to put that right. out. You don't have even, in the, even in our differences, we're still the same when people say, okay, she's a mother and she wants what's best for her children. Just exactly. like my white mother wants what's best for her children. Exactly. Or my mother still worries about like, are the she don't fold the laundry after she washes it. Right. My mama doesn't do that either. <laughs> Listen. So we still have a lot of the things that are the same. We're still human. We exactly. still want what's best for our family. We still want to be a good mother. We still want to be a good wife. Yeah. Whatever role we, we still want to be great at our job. 
Those are yeah. all things that, that connect us. Yeah. Besides, you know, not having the same skin color. Those are things that connect us as human beings. Very true. Very true. All right. Well, then let me ask you this. If you could change one thing about America, what would you change and why? If you had the ability to change anything, what one thing would you change? It would have to be this idea of superiority. Mm. Mm. The idea of superiority, like going into countries, like we're going to just change because you guys are savages and you need to learn the right Mm. way. We're fine. We don't need to be saved. Like this whole idea that America needs to save everybody. Mm, that's a good point. Everybody's not looking to be saved. Like we're good <laughs> where we're yeah. at. We're good. Yeah, you know that there's a uh, thing where they'll show pictures on TV or in magazines of kids. All oh, these kids are living outside and they only have these old school shoes. But they're those happy. kids look happy. These kids are fine. Yeah. Like they're they good. They under their mama. They're playing with their friends. They yep. have the love of their siblings. They have the love of their village. Yeah, they're happy. Leave people alone. I like that. Take the superiority complex out of the picture. I like that. All right. So what is one thing now, a lot of the individuals listening to this podcast are students that live in many different countries around the world. Mm -hmm. And many of them would like to have the opportunity to visit America. So let's say when this pandemic is over, they get the opportunity. What is one thing you wish everyone knew about Americans? prior to coming to visit America, like, hey, remember this one thing about Americans. There is rich American culture. Like, we have rich American culture. So if, especially if you came to this area, like to D.C., yeah. you got to go to the African American Museum. You got to. Yep. Like, you have to. Yep. Um, there were so many things about even me being a Black American and growing up in this country, learning so much from yeah. that, that one building. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of rich, there's some ugly things that America has done. Yeah. Um, and the resilience of the people that have been oppressed by the, the things that America has done. And that building, that little building by itself could show you so much that there, is, um, there are good people that want um, to do right by all humans. Everybody deserves human rights. Like, you know what I mean? Right. People shouldn't have to fight. There are people, there are good people that are fighting yeah. Um, for the rights of all people. Yeah. Um, all Americans are not the same. We all don't, we all don't have the superiority complex. We all yeah. don't believe that when you come to this country, you need to learn to speak the language. Right. We all don't believe that um, people are illegal. Like yeah. <laughs> we all don't believe that. We all believe that people have a right to be feel safe. Yeah. We, there are, there are yeah. people that believe that. Um, yeah. Not all Americans are, you know, waving their Confederate flags and feeling like we need to be pure, homegrown. Like, not all of us are like that. Right. I like that. Another uh, another guest on the podcast brought out a point. She said, the fact of the matter is we're all foreigners. Unless you're Native American, like like Native American Indian, like Native American Indians. Arapahoe, like, yeah. (laughs) Like, unless you're, you're, you're a foreigner. So it's like, let's just kind of back off this whole illegal immigrant thing. We're all immigrant right. type. So oh, I agree. It's not mine. <laughs> right. Like this is not, this is not ours. Legit. Legit. Sis, man, I enjoyed that. Now let me ask anything else you want to tell the students or anyone else listening about Americans or being an American, like as a, a closing thought that you'd like to let them know. Um, be proud of the culture that you come from. Mm. Um, mm. Because there's beauty and uniqueness yeah. in 
in in and you should take pride in where and who you belong to. Yeah. Um, but don't be afraid to venture out and learn new things and experience new things. And if that means to come to America and try the food and meet new people and mm -hmm. visit the, you know, the little landmarks and those kinds of things, don't be afraid to try something new and venture out, but take pride and don't be ashamed of who you are and where you come from. Nice. You know what, right before I end, there's another question about in my head. Um, you did mention about your experience in Thailand and how you made the mistake with the shoes because you didn't necessarily know that about the culture. When did your viewpoint change? Like, when did you experience that change where initially you were like, well, this is what I'm doing because I'm an American. When did you change and start kind of seeing their culture and start appreciating the culture in Thailand? Honestly, when I went to Thailand, that was my first time ever even leaving the country. I'd never mm. even been to Canada. Mm. Like, I just had this weird fear of leaving the country mm. because my, back when I was in kindergarten, my mm. mom didn't have her right papers and she went to Jamaica and like, missed her flight and I had this story in my mind that she went to jail for like three days and that never happened so I had yeah. never left the country because of this fake story <laughs> that I heard as like a five-year-old yeah so like she missed my first day of kindergarten because she was locked up in Jamaica which oh. I thought she wasn't <laughs> locked up she just missed her flight <laughs> right <laughs> and so I always had this fear of leaving the country because I'm thinking everything is like a is, is developing, because that's the yeah. politically correct word. I feel like everything is a developing country and an underdeveloped right. country. And that's not true at all. Right. So when exactly. I got there and I saw Bangkok is New York City, like it's right. Bangkok is New York City, basically, mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. all the, like, the, the regulations for like emissions, because you know, right. right. pollution is a little bit much. It's a bit difficult to breathe. You have to wear masks and that kind of thing. Right. We're okay. <laughs> used to it. Um, we got a whole bunch now. But go ahead. Right. <laughs> But I did find it almost immediately when I got checked on that train. Mm. And I was like, ooh, let me go back and read this. Because this, mm. yeah. When my, when my classmates checked me, like, that's all I needed to, yeah. to kind of move forward and be like, okay, let me engulf myself. Well, let me find out about these people. Let me not walk in here with my, on my American high horse <laughs> and fall back. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. I think that's a good point to end off with is that, when they checked you, you also went back and looked a little bit more at the book that talked about the culture of the country you were actually in right that time. So I think also for those listening, you know, before you come to America, these episodes are going to help you understand a little bit more about Americans, but do some research, learn a little bit more and don't think that there's one idea, but kind of do a little bit more research. And I think that'll help them too. So good stuff. Well, sis, thank you so much for joining us. Thank I you for having me. Yeah. This was fun. This was fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, I hope you have a great night. All right. All right, girl. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to see video explanations for all of the words and expressions that were used in today's episode, all you have to do is join the weekly English Words membership by going to www.weeklyenglishwords.com. Once again, that's www.weeklyenglishwords.com. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English. <laughs>